back at three weeks ago, we, we started on a subject that other things have uh, come in and we've had Christmas, but we go back to that subject and we're looking at deities' declarations back in the middle of December. We looked at the first one that reads, I am the bread that men may be satisfied. We went into the Old Testament. We looked at the manna that the Jews received, the fell around the camp, and they collected for 40 years in the wilderness that provided their needs. And uh, Jesus is the bread of life. This morning, <coughs> we remember what Moses asked God. And we, we said that last time as well. Whom shall I say sent me? When Moses was told to go to Pharaoh and down to the people of Israel in bondage in Egypt. And the answer that God gave was, I am that I am. And whenever the Jews came to the word Yahweh, and I think that's the way that we pronounce it. Even the Jews don't know exactly that it be that way. They feared to say it and said, said instead, Adonai. Yahweh is connected with the Hebrew word, I am. And it means to be, to be. And has the idea of God's eternal self-existence. In John 8:58, it reads, Before Abraham was, I am. He always was, is, and will be. And it speaks of his eternality. I am emphasizes God's personal identification as, as a very and ever-present God. He is in the eternal present, we could say. I am. And so understanding that in these days, declarations by the Lord himself, declarations of deity. I am the bread and this morning I am the light. What a wonderful thing it is to have light. I am the light that men may see. I pray that you have seen the Lord Jesus high and lifted up and that we have seen the light and come to the light. If we haven't come to the light, maybe today is the day of your opportunity to come to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Find life in him. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Bless it to our hearts as it is open today for your glory and praise. And may the light shine in our hearts. May we understand what your word is saying that we can have the light of life and have our lamp for our pathway, the pathway through this wicked world on into eternity to the city of light, the celestial city. Bless the word today. Be with those that cannot be here, that would love to be here. Lord, be with those that are listening in. And Lord, enjoying the fellowship via the internet as we have it today. Bless them and Lord, may they be ministered to, be with Brother Beaver. Lord, we pray for him and his physical strength. And Lord, uh, the encouragement that eternity is not far away for any of us. But Lord, we do not know what comes tomorrow. Bless 
each one for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Turning to the epistle of 1 John. 1 John. The opposite, and a lot of things have opposites, don't they? The opposite of light is darkness. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5 reads, This then is the message that we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness. How much darkness? No darkness. Absolutely not a shred of darkness. Yep. <laughs> glory forever. The brightness of his glory. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. We're the liars, not him. And do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, the light of his word, the light of his countenance, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And God delights to see his children walking in light and walking together in light. And we have fellowship one with the other. So have you had a dark day this week? As uh, Brother Dunn was praying for the, the cup this morning. We do have days where we're tempted. We do have days where we fall into sin. But praise God, he can bring us back into the light, can't he? He can bring us back and we can walk with him. There is the co constant contrast or comparison between light and darkness in the scripture. Just listen to these. Don't try to turn to them. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. <laughs> what a day to live when Jesus came the first time. They saw great light. The light of the world is Jesus and they saw him. Can you imagine being an individual in that time that saw physically the Lord Jesus Christ but didn't comprehend until after his death, burial and resurrection who he was? And then kicking yourself for not being a follower of his and following him around and listening to every word that fell from his righteous lips. Yes, it would have been wonderful to walk in the light. In Matthew 6 and verse 23, If thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness, because through the eye the light comes. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? You know, people say they're, they're walking in light when they're walking in darkness. And how great is that darkness to be so self-deceived? In Matthew 27, 45, it reads, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness upon all the earth there at that time. When the light was ex extinguished, the Lord Jesus Christ was put to death. There was darkness. And as his father turned away from his son, as he bore in his body our sin on the cross, there was darkness. But praise God, the light shone again, didn't it? <laughs> the, the, the sun came out. The sun of righteousness rose from the dead. Luke one seventy nine to give light to them that sit in darkness. If you're sitting in darkness today, you don't know why you're on earth and what's going on, then come to the light. <laughs> Because the Lord has promised to give light to them that are in darkness. I am the light that men may see. 
many other references. We could go to the epistles and look, but we'll look at them as we look at these different points. We first of all notice the resource of light. Where does all light come from? Well, we read it a little bit earlier in verse 5. This then is the message that we have heard of him and declare to you that God is light. He's the absolute and only source of light. Can you remember back to the book of Genesis in chapter 1? It, it's interesting as you look at it and read it and then I pray don't get confused about it because in Genesis chapter 1 and verses 3 and 5 we read this. And God said, let there be light and there was light. Does that mean there was no light, that God was in darkness before then? No. He's talking about creation, the act of creating this world. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. But then we read down in verse 14 of Genesis chapter 1, And God said, Let the, the lights of the firmament of the heaven be divided or to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and it was so and God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also and there we have the physical light that was turned before God was light <laughs> and in him is no darkness the source of light. If there was no God, there would be no light whatsoever. <clears throat> on, a, on a hot summer's day like Friday, <laughs> we remember Friday, don't we? Um, <clears throat> it come to the morning, midnight it was still 37 or something, but the come morning it had, had cooled down, hadn't it? The light wasn't shining. Imagine if it had gone dark all the next day and all the next night how cold we would be even even if you know that <coughs> there was that heat of the day before it wouldn't hold because we need the light of the sun for the warmth of the day to keep things going and the the longer it would go out the colder the place would get <laughs> and it would be so too if there was no god and there was no light how cold would be be the existence of any being the eternal I am, the self-existing one, Yahweh, Adonai, has been, is, and always will be the eternal God, generating eternal light. He is the resource of light. When we have psychologists and politicians and scientists saying that they have discovered something that nobody knew about, they're wrong, because God always knew. He put all his laws into, into operation, didn't he? And praise God for him that he is the source, the resource of light. And if you deny God, if you declare yourself to be an atheist, you are in utter darkness. You might think you have light and you have revelation and you know better than God. Well, hey, millions, billions of people have tried that. Now they're out in eternity in, in utter darkness. Estranged from the God of light. Because they didn't come to the resource of light, the Lord Jesus. Come to the light. It's, it's dawning for thee in thy heart. The remembrance of the revelation of this light. 
We won't turn to Matthew's Gospel, but let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15. <clears throat> 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15. This is a remembrance of what happened, and this, this account is given around 30 years after, or a little bit more than that, after that this occurred. And Peter is remembering. He's about to die. He knows his execution is near. And he said in verse 15, Moreover, I will endeavour that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. And how? By the, the written record, the word of God that we have. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we're what? Eyewitnesses. We saw it. Peter, James, and John, as it is in the Gospels, in Matthew 17, recorded, were eyewitnesses on the Mount of Transfiguration. We saw the glory. We saw the light. We, came, we were privileged to see that. And we were asked by the Lord not to say anything about that. Remember when the Lord spoke to them coming down the mount, or before coming down the mount. Eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honour and glory, when there came such a voice to him out of the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is the light, this is the Lord Jesus, this is my beloved Son. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. And notice what he says next, which is very interesting. We have also <clears throat> a more sure word of prophecy. <clears throat> Who would have liked to have been that day <clears throat> with Peter, James and John and seen the light? We all would say, yes, we'd love to have that experience. We'd love to see some of the miracles of the Lord Jesus. But you know what Peter said? We have a more sure word of prophecy unto which you do well to take heed. And you know what? You've got it open in your lap today. <laughs> I mean, it would have been great to see the Lord in his glory. We will see the Lord in his glory. But Peter has said and puts the emphasis on the scriptures, on the word of God, the revelation given to us. That you take heed because the... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. <laughs> and the Word was God. This is it. We have it. The living Word in our hands. And so let's rejoice in the fact that we've got it all recorded from faithful men handing it down. That shineth in a dark place. <laughs> Take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Let's take heed to the Word of God. The day star arise in your hearts. The Lord Jesus rise in your hearts. That you might know him and walk from glory to glory. More light, more light as you walk on in your Christian life. But you have to come to the light to get more light, don't you? Come to the resource of light, the Lord Jesus. To God himself. So the remembrance here of the revelation of this light some 30 years and Peter said this one of the last things he said and wrote down for us to read about and the revelation of the light John's gospel we'll go to there chapter 8 and verse 12 John 8 and verse 12 then spoke Jesus again unto them saying I am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness and shall have the light 
of life. That's why the scriptures in the Old Testament does tell us that a person who is a wise person is a person that knows God, acknowledges God, and submits to him. A person may have all the knowledge in the world, but have not come to God, they are walking in darkness. And they have not got the light of life. But the revelation of light came to us. It gives us freedom. Can you remember a time when you were walking in darkness and then came to the light? If you can't, you may be not a Christian and are walking in darkness. Can you remember that day? When the light dawned on your heart, when the Holy Spirit spoke to you and convicted you and you saw that you were a sinner and needed salvation. Has the light dawned? Has it been revealed to you from the scriptures, from the preaching of the word? By the foolishness of preaching, God said he would save people. And as it's preached, the word is open to our hearts by the Holy Spirit ministering to us and we're convicted to be saved. Convicted to repent of our sins and turn to him. Verse 31 of the same chapter of John. Then said Jesus to the Jews who believed on him. If ye continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed. And 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If the son therefore in verse 36 shall make you free ye shall be free indeed. This passage in John chapter 8 gives us a central conflict between the Lord Jesus and the Pharisees, the religious people. He, the Lord, is plainly declaring who he is, his origin, and that he is the light of the world. He was like the powerful beam, and it's just a very minute illustration of an, on a dark night in, in Albury, if there's a plane coming in, they've got the light going going back and forward in the in the in the wars they had the lights to try to find the airplanes and they were you could see the beam of light it's obvious in the dark night isn't it and the lord jesus was like that and these religious people could not see it they were in ignorance if you haven't got the the, the lord jesus the light of life you are walking in ignorance as these pharisees were and there's eight times in this passage in john chapter 8 where the Pharisees' ignorance is seen. First of all, the ignorance of his truthfulness is not seen by them in verse 13 of the chapter. And then the Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true, they said. They didn't believe his truthfulness. Uh, what more could the Lord say than what he'd said? What more could he do than he had done to before them in the miracles and the things that he was going to do from that point on as well? But they loved to walk in their ignorance. They walked in darkness. Ignorance of his father is a second point. And they that are not in the light are ignorance of the father. Verse 19, then said they unto him, where is thy father? Jesus answered, yeah, and, and they knew. They knew what they were saying because later on in the chapter they accused him to be a son of fornication. Where is thy father? Ha, huh. if you knew the father, you'd know who I am, said the Lord Jesus. You know, cults and isms, because they don't know or are not walking in the light, they don't know God. 
and they're declaring their own knowledge and their own thoughts instead of what God has said and stated in his word, just like these Pharisees did at this time. Thirdly, they were ignorant of his destiny. Verse 22, then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he saith, where I go ye cannot come? <laughs> the third aspect of their ignorance, because they did not walk in the light, they thought he was going to suicide because he said what he said. Ignorance, fourthly, of his identity in verse 25. Then said they, and notice it starts with those phrases, then said they, or the Jews spoke. <laughs> then said they unto him, who art thou? And Jesus saith unto him, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. You know, I'm like a broken record. I'm continuing to tell you I'm the light of the world. I am the son of God. I am deity manifest in flesh. I am God in the flesh. Ignorance of his identity. Ignorance if they didn't walk in the light of their own history. In verse 33, they answered him, we are Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? They didn't know they were even in bondage. Ignorance of their own history, their own personal history. They believed in lying deception because they didn't walk in the light. And so are we if we are not walking in the light. Ignorance also of his character. In verse 48, we read there, then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? They were getting hot under the collar now, weren't they? They were getting pretty brazen against the very Son of God in saying what they said. Ignorance of who he was. How dare a person speak to God in that fashion? And they did. They did because they didn't believe that he was the light. Next, they were ignorance of his greatness. We see the ignorance of his greatness in verse 53, where he said, thou, Art thou the greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the, prof the prophets are dead? Who makest thyself? <laughs> ignorance of the Lord Jesus. The very one they were talking to, they owed their existence to. They owed the world to. <laughs> Everything they had was because of him and they were treating him and talking to him in this manner because they were in the dark. Unsaved people walking in this manner. Atheists, evolutionists, declaring what they say. Uh, 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 just showing their ignorance, are they not? <laughs> of what God is and who he is. He is the light. And if they only come to him, they would see it. And I, I pray that Mr. Attenborough gets saved. <laughs> it's possible, isn't it? All things are possible with God. But if he doesn't, and he faces God, of all the opportunities that he has had to see the creative handiwork of God, the privilege he has had because he's had money backing him to, to do these things, and then have to face the Lord and say, how many people did you lead astray? How many people did you leave in darkness because of your ignorance and your non-acceptance of the light of the world, the Lord Jesus? Ignorance of his eternality is also seen in verse 57, where we read, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, and he said what? He used that phrase, I am. And they fully understood what he meant. 
He always has been, he is, and he always will be when he made that statement to them. We might not pick it up in our English translation, but that's what he said. And, and the result was they took up stones to stone him in verse 59 because they, he, he declared himself to be God, and that a person that did that is worthy of stoning, they thought. And so they, in their ignorance, rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. He was openly set before them. He ministered unto them. He did miracles among them, but they did not believe. We see, secondly, the revel- or thirdly, the, re- <coughs> the rejection of light. Je- John's Gospel, chapter 3. And the word light, if you get your little coloring pencil and go through the Gospel of John, is many, many times used in that Gospel. John, chapter 3, where we were reading this morning in our reading... <coughs> The, sto- the account goes from earlier than when we actually started. Uh, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and it brings on this conversation and these, the declaration of the Lord Jesus here. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn it, to to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. We're born in sin, are we not? We're under condemnation because of our sinful nature and our sinful deeds. Because he hath not believed in the name of the Son of the of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19. Now notice it. The rejection of light. This is the condemnation. That light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Why do people get so angry when you talk to them about their need of salvation that they are a sinner and that they need to be saved? (laughs) Why do they get so angry? Because you're exposing them to the light. And they don't like the light. They love their sin. They love to walk in their sin. They love to practice their sin. Last night you can guarantee that a heap of drunks down, downtown and probably got a hangover today and probably drink again today and all the deeds that they got up to in their drunkenness. Are you not shocked and a bit amazed at things going on in Australia? The stabbings this week. Again, we mentioned them last week. Again this week. Even policemen are copying it now from these people that have not the light and they're all groping around looking for answers and the answer is right before them here the Lord Jesus and his salvation gives them the light and so we see the the world's greatest tragedy the world's greatest truths the world's greatest text and the world's greatest test come to the light is the test be exposed See how sinful you are. Don't come before God and say, well, God, you've got to accept me. I'm a good man. I'm a good woman. I'm doing everything right and you have got to accept me. No, you just come. You just showed how condemned you are. You've got to come to the Lord and say, forgive me, I am a sinner. We've got to come repenting of our sin and falling before the Lord Jesus Christ and acknowledging who he is 
and that we need salvation. We all have got to come the same way. The common salvation is called in the book of James. And if we haven't come and by the way of the cross, the way of the light, we are condemned and under condemnation and will go out of life in condemnation. Oh, come to the light. Don't reject the light. Don't stay in condemnation. How many people who are unsaved realize they're under condemnation? They don't. They just don't get it. So many people going to churches everywhere all around the world today that are under condemnation and they think they're doing God a service by going to church. No, you go there for fellowship because you're a Christian. Because you are saved and you seek the Lord and want to be like him. And so there's the rejection of light. And what happens when one rejects the light? Well, Romans chapter 1 verse 18 tells you pretty well what happens to a person that rejects the light. God gives them up. Verse 24, 26 and 28. They go off in their own knowledge. They are under condemnation and they're condemning themselves even further as they reject the message of God's offer of salvation. They continue in their darkness. You know, if you were walking down uh, a dark road one day and, and a person pulled up and said, here, here's a torch, here's a light, so you can go on your way, you'd be a fool not to take the light, wouldn't you? So it is in life. Walking down the pathway of life, here's the light. Walk in the light. <clears throat> 90 to 99% of the world's people reject, are rejecting the light and groping in darkness. The reception of light, chapter 12 of John's Gospel and verse 34. John 12, 34. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. Just wait a while. John 12, 34. Christ abideth forever. And now sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is the Son of Man? Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light lest darkness come upon you for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not where he goeth while ye have the light believe in the light that ye may be children of light while you've got the light walk in the light have you ever been doing a, do a job or a task and it, it seems that when you want more daylight there's not enough to, <laughs> to, to finish the job and time goes really quick I remember once I was working and it was my, my brother had gone off in the vehicle to get some parts somewhere and he didn't come back. It got dark, about seven. So I just kept working in the dark. Yeah, you can probably only do that with a bulldozer. Because huh. if you hit something, it copies it worse than, <laughs> than the machine. And I think it was three hours later he turned up. See the lights coming up the paddock? With, you sort of welcome it. And in the morning, I looked at, see, uh, and looked at what sort of job I did in the dark. <laughs> there was windrows of dirt everywhere. It wasn't flat. It was all up and down. But I was bulking it in, you might say, <laughs> putting the dirt into the bank of a dam. But you just can't see. While you've got the light, work. While you've got the light. Believe while you've got the light. Lest the darkness come. You know, we have no promise. 
If you're here today and you're not a Christian, you have no promise that this might not be spoken to you ever again. That God will come back and convict you and convince you of your need of walking in the light. It's a privilege that we have that God comes to us the first time and shows us the light. But he comes again and again and he knocks, doesn't he? <laughs> and asks for admission. And people reject. But being graceful and merciful, uh, gracious and merciful, merciful God, he comes back again and again. As Christians, we may walk off in the dark and do our sin and grieve him and his spirit. But he comes back. <laughs> he came back to the church at Laodicea, didn't he? <laughs> Behold, I stand at the door and... No, uh, it's not talking about salvation. It's talking about a, a church that's kicked the Lord Jesus out. And he wants to come in. He says, open the door and I'll sup with you and fellowship with you. But so many of us would just want to walk away in our own unrighteousness and our wickedness. Yet he saved our soul. Why do we do that to the Lord Jesus when he's done so much for us? Receive the light. While it is day, take the light. Believe in the Lord Jesus. While ye have the light, believe in the light that ye may be children of light, said the Lord Jesus. And the reflection of light. If we have received the light, if we've come to the light, then let's notice what's said in Matthew chapter 5 about this. <clears throat> chapter 5 verse 13 where we read ye are the salt of the earth but if the salt has lost its savour with what shall it be salted it is therefore good for nothing to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot ye are the light of the world the only bible that a lot of unbelievers will read is you and me in the wicked world ye are the light of the world a city that set on a hill cannot be hidden you know, expose yourself. I mean, in that you, the light shines through you so that other people can see the exposure of the Lord Jesus Christ through you. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. If you're saved, you don't hide your, your belief in the Lord Jesus. But on a candlestick, and it giveth light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The reflection of light. Here we have the power of this light, the places of this light, and the purposes of the light. The power of the light. It conquers darkness. It colors drabness. It changes deadness. It conditions dreariness. It cuts deep. You know, light is used for many things, is it not? <laughs> have you ever thought of some of the things that light does? And, and today we've invented d different uses for light. We're actually using some of it right now in this building. This air conditioner is running on light. Did you know? We've got the solar panels up there. <laughs> and they're generating power to run the light. What else? Light exposes, doesn't it? <laughs> light can heat, as we've already seen. Light can cut. Laser light can cut through steel. Light can level. And, and when you... Apply all these things spiritually. You think of all of them. Light can level your laser level. I remember working on a bank of a dam down at Alexandria Akron, and it was all foggy in the morning, and we were trying to get the levels done to get the bank level so it didn't run over one end. And we set the tripod up with the, the, the laser on it, 
And I thought, I wonder if this is going to work. And it didn't work on the bip bip thing, if you've done a le level. <laughs> but the red light, it was right at my eye level. I could stand on the bank and set the tripod up. And I could, probably not good to look at it, but I was looking at it. <laughs> and it was flashing red. And so I walked a little bit further, still flashing red. Couldn't see the tripod, couldn't see anything, but the light was coming through. <laughs> and a flash, and I could walk right across the bank. If it was the right level, you know, up, down, yeah, it's there somewhere within, but you could get level. Isn't that so true of the Christian life? You walk on the level. <laughs> when you're in Christ, the light makes you that way. It warms you as you come to it. It cuts deep when we're walking away from the Lord. The light cuts what else does it do? There's many. I had them listed somewhere in the sermon. But it, it does these things for us. And as we go to our last point, the result of being in the light. There it's spoken of in Exodus 34. Moses went up to the mount to receive the uh, commandments. And he came down from the mount and he didn't know something was, that happened to him. And what was it that had happened to him? The glory of God, he's shone. He's shone. And they covered him with a veil so that the people wouldn't see the glory departing, the shining. You know, when we're in the presence of the light, we shine. This little, what? Light of mine, I'm going to let it? Maybe we should have all the kids come up and sing that up for us afterwards. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. A city that is set on a hill. This is a result of being in the light. We come out, having been in the light, we are glowing for the Lord Jesus Christ. We let our light shine. And Moses' face shone. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 as well. <clears throat> in Acts 4.13 it reads, And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> this is the disciples. They were bold. And they said the truth, they spoke the truth, and they said they would continue to do that. And they took knowledge that they'd been with Jesus. Do people see that we've been in the light, and we have the light in us of the Lord Jesus? In 1, 1 John 2, 8, the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. <clears throat> Daniel 12, 3. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they are wise who are winning, winning souls. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of Christ. Has God shone in your heart? Do you know the truth? Matthew five sixteen. Let your light so shine before men that they may... That they may help me out and glorify my Father who is in heaven. Yes, <laughs> I was. <clears throat> you get a, a, you draw a mental blank. <laughs> I did. Among whom we shine as lights in the world. That's the result of being in the light. Look, I don't know. There's a hundred people or more here today. If we went out and shone as we ought to shine and shone because we've got the Lord Jesus Christ in our hearts, then the world would be different. Amen. The reason the world is slipping into darkness is because Christians are not shining, churches are not preaching the truth, and the lights are growing dim. Right. Let the lower lights be burning, it says in the song. 
a more sure word of prophecy unto which we do well to take heed as a light that shineth in a dark place. The world is going, growing darker. We are growing brighter. I pray that we are. Let's have a personal relationship with the God of light that as we walk around, people say, what's different about you? Why are you all happy all the time? <laughs> Even with the trying circumstances, why? Because I have the light of life. And you can give an answer to a person that asks you because they notice the difference. The path of the just is like a shining light, Proverbs 4:18, that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And one day, <laughs> in Luke 17:24, it says, Jesus Christ, like lightning, will come. <laughs> and then the light will shine, won't it? <laughs> when the Lord comes and he is the light of life, it will be just glorious to be there. If it was like that when he was transfigured, what is it going to be like when we get there? And we could be there in the next minute, you know. We could be raptured or we could be taken in death and be in his presence, the God of light. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the light of the world is Jesus. Thank you that we have many of us come to the light. And I pray for the one that maybe hasn't, that they would come. Because Jesus is the light of the world, the light of life. And we walk from glory to glory as we walk on toward heaven. Bless our fellowship together as we part, and may we always walk in the light and not in the darkness. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.